If you stop and think about everything happening here in the good old U.S. of A., you might believe that there are only two sides to every story. Actually, there are many more sides. At last count, there were over 327 million sides to our American story. On this program, we'll take a look at different stories, from a different point of view. Mine. Hopefully, after listening, absorbing, and actually thinking about what you hear, it might just become your point of view as well. I'm Steve, and this is The Truth Hurts. It's May 6th, 2020. With all the media attention going to COVID-19, we seem to have forgotten, or maybe were never told, that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, a yearly month-long celebration of the culture, history, and achievements of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the United States. What? No television advertising showing Asians and their contributions to the American experience? No constant radio advertising touting one great Asian or another. No posters and signs honoring Asian Americans in every store. Hmm, sounds like one minority group in the U.S. isn't pandering for attention. Asian immigrants have come to this country in waves, like many other minority non-European groups have over the last 300 or so years. The first Asians were called Orientals and were primarily Chinese brought to America as slaves and indentured servants. They were the primary labor force that built America's railroads, most notably the Transcontinental Railroad, 150 years ago. They worked in horrendous conditions, using crude explosives to dangerously chip away at mountains in order to run railroad tracks across the country. They, for the most part, never complained about their slavery, or if they did, nobody listened. Once they were essentially freed, they went about their daily lives mainly keeping to themselves. But they worked extremely hard, became educated, learned the language of the country, and basically assimilated into the American experience. Japanese American citizens were rounded up and herded into internment camps, beaten and killed in the streets during World War II, just because of their Asian features in retaliation for the attacks on Pearl Harbor. They were supposedly accused of being spies and that made it culturally acceptable to discriminate against them. One wave of Asians arrived after the Korean War. Those people had mainly the same challenges as other poor minorities in this country. Language barriers, poverty and discrimination, rejection by the population at large, these were just some of the hardships that Korean-Asian refugees faced. Another wave arrived from Vietnam in the form of war-ravaged refugees in the 1970s as the U.S. pulled out of a very bloody war. These Asians were brought here mainly against their will to escape all the damage done to their country by military forces assisting in a civil war between the north and south halves of Vietnam. The Vietnamese population here in the U.S. faced massive discrimination, violence, poverty, language barriers, and economic hardships. But for the most part, 
this group of Asians chose to assimilate into the American experience. They worked hard, very hard, learned to speak English, started their own businesses, built thriving communities, and for all intents and purposes, became Americans. Yes, there are areas where many Asians try to maintain their rich heritage and culture, but they don't try to force that culture onto others. They don't protest when they don't get their way. They don't demand inclusion in every television show and movie. They don't whine and cry when they're not represented on the board of directors of every company in the country. But most importantly, they've not spent decades complaining about their hardships, finding excuses for failure, demanding handouts and reparations. Hmm. Perhaps one striking and admirable trait of the Asian community at large is they don't fill our prison systems, as most of them are just honest, hard-working people who don't steal, rob, rape, murder, carjack, sell drugs, and do those other things that would bring negative attention and shame to their numbers and to their culture. We never hear about their accomplishments individually. Perhaps it's because of the gentle nature and proud history and silent culture of their collective people. The Asian cuisine is unique and varied, from what you may know as Chinese food, to Korean barbecue and bulgogi, to Japanese sushi and sashimi, Vietnamese pho noodles, and variations on island ceviche, sake, rice wine, the use of chopsticks, origami, and artwork, silently have entered our American experience. So, while the entire month of May will likely have passed you by, worrying about COVID-19, politics, financial issues, and the endless barrage of pizza commercials promising contactless delivery, you might just have never known that May was Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Since it was not rammed down your throat, but some of you might just be interested, the Library of Congress, the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Gallery of Art, National Park Service, Smithsonian Institution, and the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum are all joining forces this May to pay tribute to the generations of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders who have contributed to our American experience. Hey, since you're home, isolated and social distancing, instead of playing another game on your phone or your iPad, Take a minute or two this month to learn something about this silent minority. You might just learn something. There's always a benefit to stirring the pot, a benefit to all sides. Sometimes I gently stir. <laughs> One benefit is you might just learn something. Another benefit is maybe I just learned something. Agitators, those who carry the big spoon for stirring the pot, are usually the ones most likely to benefit from stirring that pot. You see, some people make their living and get their continual rotating 15 minutes of fame by stirring a pot. In this series, I give you my opinion. And I apologize if my opinion offends you, but it is my constitutionally given right to my opinion. Therefore, I retract nothing. Hey, it's up to you to either agree or to disagree. And remember, sometimes the truth hurts.